from a really tall snowdrift. It's two middle-aged men in Cleveland, featuring hypnotist Wendy Friesen. And now, two guys who love shoveling snow between May and October, Ken Dworznik and Ted Clark. Well, Ted, it's Valentine's week. Time for many middle-aged men and many others to spend a lot of money that they necessarily don't need to spend. <laughs> Episode 41 of Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland, Ken Dworznik, Ted Klopp, and Ted, the big question for you, yeah. will you get your wife anything for Valentine's Day? Oh, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll give her probably a headache. I'll <laughs> give her probably um, some annoyance. I might even, I might, I'll, I'll, I'll probably get her some flowers, you know. Sure. We don't, we don't do a lot of gifts uh, between the two of us just because most of the uh, fundage goes to the three little ones. So, yeah. How about you? I think obviously now I've been with Eowyn for over five years. Obviously, when you're first with someone, you want to show them how much you care and all that stuff. And I think after a while, as you realize that, the time factor is more important than the actual gift that you get. So the flowers and the candies and all that, sure, that's nice. We usually uh, buy each other some sort of alcoholic beverage, which is always wonderful. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of tampered down. I'll do the flowers thing again, I imagine. And uh, we'll probably go out to dinner maybe on you know Friday night or something like that. But I don't know. I just feel like, why don't you just do this all year round? Why do you have to do this because this person's doing it or... You have why to do, do you this to show your love for this person. I, I, yep. So. Why do you need an excuse for it? You don't. You could just do it anytime. Right. Why does it have to be February 14th? Why can't right. you do it uh, March 2nd? Yep. How about November 5th? There we go. How about those days? Those are good days. Yes, they All are. All the days. Those are two of them. Yes, they are. All right. Well, speaking of Valentine's Day being this weekend, uh, coming up on the show, we have a new segment, Ken. It's called Spouse or Stranger. One of oh us will be joined by their significant other and we'll ask some questions of both to see how well we know each other. Now this week, Ken and his fiance, not spouse yet, but soon enough, fiance Eowyn will be on the hot seat. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how well they know each other. We're also going to celebrate the birthday of a famous Clevelander in this week in Cleveland history. We have some good news as well. Our guest this week is also a health hypnotist. She helps people with addiction, pain, and other things. We're going to ask her if she can hypnotize us right here on the show. Wendy Friesen is her name, and we'll see how that goes. In Klopp's Clips, there is a new COVID test being used in some parts of the world, but not everyone is <clears throat> behind it. Blah, blah, blah. 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 Our guest today is a hypnotherapist. She does hypnosis for health. She may hypnotize one or both of us right here on the show today. We'll have to see how that goes. Let's talk with Wendy Friesen. Wendy, thanks for your time. Uh, I know you're in Hawaii, which makes it kind of ironic that your last name is Friesen, but all of us here in Cleveland have snow. So how's the weather in Hawaii? Oh, it dropped down overnight all the way yeah. to like 76 degrees. Oh, boy. <laughs> I had have to put a, put a second uh, shirt on or something? Yeah, on a blanket. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's talk hypnotherapy. So hypnotherapy for health. What do you do for people? So if somebody has migraines and their doctor has tried everything and they're getting immune to the medication, they might go to a hypnotherapist as a last resort, which is unfortunate because you should do that first probably. But I've I've had so many clients with migraines and we go to the cause of the migraine, which is an emotional cause. And it's something that's a memory or a trauma or find out if there's a positive reason for having migraines, we release that and then the migraines are gone, for instance. Phantom limb pain, I thought, there's nothing I can do for that. I don't know what to do. So I worked with this man who had his leg amputated below the knee because of diabetes. He'd had phantom limb pain for two years. He drank a quart of whiskey every night and took a bunch of pain pills so he would just pass out. So I decided that it must be the messages his brain is getting that his foot never healed. So when your brain tries to heal something, it sends information to that spot to heal it. Then when it's done healing, just like, you know, when you get a scab and the scab falls off, it sends the message back to the brain to stop the process. And I figured out that it's the brain continuing to send that message there without ever getting the message back. Wendy, what made you get into that? To try and revolutionize the addiction treatment world, because rehab is well known to the insiders that success rate's about 5%. And that's about the same success rate as if you do nothing and just do it on your own willpower. But all these expensive rehabs know that their success rate is really low. So I've had great success with my program for addiction for alcohol or drug addiction. And the, and the success is, comes quickly. And so people who say, I've tried everything. I've failed and failed and failed. Nothing is going to work. I can't quit drinking because I've just failed all the time. And they'll use the program. And after four or five days, they say, you know, it's really weird. I just kind of quit drinking. I just lost interest. And they didn't have to try. And they didn't have to power through it and go through the 12 steps and all that. And it lasts long term. We change their identity. They're not an alcoholic. They're a person who's strong and healthy and in control. Then we hypnotically attach those three words to their beliefs, their identity, what they feel proud of and what they love about their life and on and on. But it's, it's a great thing that people need to know about. What other success stories have you had with your hypnotherapy? There is a woman named Martha who was about close to 60 years old. She had been unresponsive for three years and she was living at home in a hospital bed and her two adult daughters took care of her, but she had been completely unresponsive and nothing's wrong with her. No stroke, no nothing. They can't find anything. So I go to her house and did a hypnosis session with her. It was things like you're in a beautiful meadow and you're sitting on a blanket. There's a little stream beside you. And I described all this stuff. And there's two little girls that are coming down the path. And I described a bunch of things they were doing. So that was the first session. And when I was done, her daughter said, how did you know? That's the place, the exact place that we would go with my mother. And that's the little stream we would play in, just like you said we did. And the little flower chains we made. Anyway, so next week I go back. And when I went in the room, Martha raised her eyebrows. First time in three years, her eyebrows went up. The next week, she smiled when I came in. Her hands had been, her whole body was clenched tight. And her hands were totally clenched. I started playing with her fingers and talking about Play-Doh and remember when your girls were little and oh, all those colors of Play-Doh and I'd touch each of her fingers. Her hands became soft and the next week they're flexible. So now 
I said, when I touch this finger, lift it up. And she would. And I said, that means yes. And when I touch this finger, lift it up. And that one means no. So now she can communicate with her daughters. It was amazing. So we got to where her body could like bend and stuff. And they could sit her up and put her in a wheelchair and take her for walks and do things with her and communicate with her. That's about as life-changing as it gets. I mean, the stuff goes on. The miracles I've experienced go on and on. So much of our health problems are because we either had some trauma that's hidden in our subconscious mind, or we have some fears that we developed or some abuse from childhood or just something we failed at and our inner mind is trying to protect us from failing again. When people come to a hypnotherapist, they don't know what to expect and they sometimes think something's gonna get happening in one session. And sometimes we do, we have miracles in one session, but usually you're gonna do maybe four to eight sessions with a hypnotherapist. I charge $200 an hour for the sessions and I do them on Zoom right now. But considering that you may have tried to, you know, lose weight in every possible way you could and nothing's working and you're, you know, ashamed and embarrassed and you just can't make any progress, spending, you know, $500 on doing that is going to save your life possibly. And so, you know, you look at it being worth it for the things like anxiety, which is really interfering with people's quality of life or hypertension. All right, Wendy. Well, at this point... Ken and I are probably as ready as we're going to be. Hypnotize us. Okay. So I want you both to get into a comfortable position so that your arms are relaxed on your lap and your, you know, your head is supported, but your body will still be able to relax. So during the next few moments, there's nothing around you that can distract you. And you're going to focus on the sound of my voice. And right now you may have noticed that already your body is beginning to relax And maybe you feel your eyelids getting heavy. And each time you blink, you feel your eyelids getting heavier. And it's interesting that just the process of blinking makes your eyelids feel heavier with every blink. Now let that feeling from your eyelids float down into your cheeks. Feel the tension releasing from your cheeks. Let your jaw relax and feel that sensation, that heaviness from your eyelids moving down into your jaw now into your neck and your shoulders. And there's a feeling that you notice in your shoulders right now. It's a little bit of a tingle or a warmth as your shoulders relax and drop down. And notice that your arms got relaxed. Your arms may become heavier in the next moment or two, and they may feel as if they're getting so heavy on your lap, so loose and limp and heavy that you can no longer lift them. Your arms are getting twice as heavy now, twice as heavy right now. Good, getting even heavier on your lap. And notice that your arms are so heavy that even if you tried to move them or wiggle your fingers, they would simply get heavier, loose and limp. And you can try right now and notice that your hands don't move, your arm won't lift. Now at the top of your head, there is a beautiful warm light it has a special sensation in it. This light creates a tingle in the top of your head. Notice that tingle in the top of your head and that warmth. Notice that there's now a sound to that tingle. There's a sound, maybe it's a hum or a little tune or some bells. Now let that tingly color move down through the top of your head, move down all the way into your head 
with the sound and the tingle and the sensations and feel it moving into your shoulders and down your spine and notice what you feel now as that light with that tingly sensation and that sound and that hum and that color moves down through your spine and when it gets to the very base of your spine now, notice that feeling. It's almost as if it has this power to make your spine feel this warm, soft tingle that now spreads out through your body. And every time I say the word tingle now, that sensation intensifies, it doubles. Every time you hear me talking about the tingle, it doubles, gets even bigger and more pleasant and more sparkly and more colorful tingle. And you can feel it getting more and more intense in your body. Tingle there, feel it. Now throughout your day today, you may feel that warm, soft tingle and enjoy the sensation of having it float down from your head, down through your spine. And every time today that you notice that sound, that you feel that sensation, that you notice that color that goes down through your body, you feel better and happier throughout your day. Now bring your awareness back to your body and back to my voice. And when I count to five, bring all the energy all the way back. One, bring the energy into your legs and arms. And two, wiggle your fingers and your toes. And three, feel balanced and at peace. And four, your eyes will feel cool and refreshed. And five, wide awake, clear-headed and refreshed. Take a deep breath and open your eyes. Now, describe what you experienced. What happened? In all honesty, when you were talking, I, for a second, wasn't able to move my arms. I'm not lying. I've not, and I've never been hypnotized or anything like that. But when you talked about your arms being heavy, I actually almost, I was a concern, but I was like, I wonder if I can actually lift my arms or move my fingers. It was, that was different. Oh, and that was just a two, three minute induction as well. The thing I noticed was when you were talking about tingling, I started to get the um, tingling in my hands and my arms, you know, little, I don't know, electrical pulses. Yeah. Or, I, I had, I had yes. that in my spine when you talked yeah. about the spine. Yeah. I had so, that. Wow. That's, wow. Very interesting. I'm assuming that if we did this longer or more sessions with you, the feelings would become more intense. And obviously you'd focus this on whatever we discussed ahead of time to help with whatever problem we, right. we have. Okay. Yeah, there's so many techniques to do that. But let's say you're someone with an anger problem yes. and you like blow up at everybody over, you know, just little things and you have a really short temper, for instance. I could do this where you get that flow of that tingle, that warmth and the sound and it just relaxes you. Anytime something that used to irritate you and used to make you mad now triggers that feeling of that warm, soft color flowing through your body you relax and you realize, huh, that's no big deal. And we can get people to no longer be a, you know, chronic angry person. I feel zero anger right now, Ted. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I don't feel any anger right now, but that might have something to do with the fact that my kids are two floors below me. I don't know. We'll, we'll just <laughs> leave that out there. Well, Wendy, very, very interesting. I hope you didn't hypnotize us enough so we can't play game time. Can Can we... I don't know if I'm able to hypnotize you. Can you play game? Wendy, you will play game time with us. Okay. Say yes. 
I like games. I like winning. Do I get to win? Yeah, you're going to have a good shot. Ted Klopp here for Westminster AV. You've heard me talk about their top-notch rental services, but don't take my word for it. Here are some Google reviews. The Ohio Society of Association Executives says not only do they meet every need we have, they anticipate additional services and requests that we have had and are always prepared. The Westside Catholic Center says the elements they added to our event enhanced every aspect of the evening. Very easy to work with, incredibly knowledgeable, and made adjustments on the fly. Whether you are planning a virtual or an in-person event, Westminster AV should be your first call for dependable, professional, audiovisual equipment rentals. Call today, 216-325-6960. Again, the number, 216-325-6960. Ken, here's some good news. A Chicago man driving across town when he spotted a tamale vendor braving the cold winds. He decided to stop and buy all the tamales that the vendor had, more than 10 dozen. He gave her a big tip and then shared the tamales with the homeless. He later took to Facebook to share the idea and asked for suggestions of where other tamale vendors would be. He did the same thing three more times. Robert Maggiet is a restaurant owner and has continued to find other ways to help feed those in need. That's absolutely wonderful. And now, as many people know, obviously, in this area and also all throughout the country, since restaurants have changed the way they've done things, they don't have as much food left over as they used to to help feed the homeless. So what Robert is doing to help feed the, these people in need is just outstanding. And once again, we need more leaders of men just like him and ladies to do things like this to help others. That is definitely some good news. For Spouse or Stranger, where we will see how well a couple really knows each other. Today we're joined by Ken's fiance, Eowyn, and we will see how well they know each other. Here's how the game works. I'll ask a question and one of you will answer immediately by writing your answer. Once I have received your answer, I will let your other half know that they can answer out loud. We will see how many questions you can match. I have three questions for Ken to answer out loud and three for Eowyn to answer out loud. Ken will start, meaning Eowyn, you will write your answer. And once I have it, I will let Ken know he can answer. Any questions? Are you ready? And I have for no role? questions. I'm just going to be honest. I'm really nervous about this. Okay. This Eowyn, are you, uh, me. is Ew. there a romantic feeling in the air here? Are you, are you ready? I I feel the judgment coming my way if we don't do okay. well on this. So. Okay. All right. All right. So all the butterflies, this is like a first date almost, right? Yeah. Okay. Is. Okay. So Ken, here's your question. Eowyn, you're going to answer by sending me your answer and then Ken will answer audibly. Here we go. Question number one. Ken, where did you go on your first date? Oh, that's... Uh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. All right, I'm waiting for the answer. We could we'd maybe start things up easily. Okay, can I have Aowen's answer? What is your answer? The answer is sibling revelry in Westlake, Ohio. There you go. That is a correct answer. Great job. All You're right. one for one so far. 
Still nervous. Any humorous, <laughs> anything humorous happen? Anyone's laughing. I can answer quickly. So okay. we met online, as everyone knows. And right. so I said to Eowyn about seven or eight times, wow, you look just like your picture. Wow, this is really exciting. You look just like your picture. Because obviously, as you know, I've had some dates where the person didn't look like a picture. But no, we had a we had a great time. And actually, Awen is the one that came up with the place to meet, as opposed okay. to myself, because she had heard about this brewery and thought it'd be cool. So yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Awen, any memories of the first date that you want to share? Anything fun? Yeah, I do remember that. Wow, this is yeah, this is good. This is this is good. As in the food or the date or what? <laughs> I think just that. You know, there's a lot of catfishing, I think. That yeah, so you were just excited that uh, both of you presented yourselves as you, uh, no disguises here. Right, yeah. Okay, all right, fair enough. Hey, Owen, I haven't seen a smile this big on your face, maybe as long as I've known you, I don't know. Oh, that one was pretty easy. Okay, but, uh, all right. I'm well, nervous too, I'm assuming this is like, that was like a warm-up. Okay, yeah. here's <laughs> question number two for Ken. Hey, Owen, you will send me your answer. Who does most of the cleaning? Oh man, Ted, you're bailing me out here. <laughs> okay, Ao, uh, can I have Aowen's answer? Go ahead. The answer is Aowen because she does a lot of deep cleaning. So okay. Aowen is, is the correct answer. Is that is that true, Aowen? Yeah, I yeah, like, that's hundred percent. Cleaning is a um, relaxing task. So okay. Yeah, it's a it's a pastime I enjoy. Okay. Is your house normally clean and organized? I would say yes. <laughs> can you can you stop over to my house later? I have some uh, some help I might need. Sure. Okay. All right. We'll talk about that later. All right. Here's question number three for Ken. This is your last question. You're two for two so far, Ken. Here is question number three. Eowyn, you will send me this answer. Ken, who is Eowyn's celebrity crush? Oh, I got this. You got you. You're fairly confident here. Okay. I Owen's, feel pretty good about this. All right. Aowen's thinking. Okay. I have the answer. Ken, go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm probably going to screw up the name, but it's the guy that plays Thor. Yes, you are correct. Okay. Chris I don't know. It's Chris Henning, Hemingsworth or something like that. Is that yeah, what it Chris is? Yeah, Helmsworth, I think, is his name. Yeah. We. The only reason I know this is because we were watching all the Marvel movies with the kids, and Aowen makes a comment to my daughter. Oh, I've, oh, Thor, because he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for those who don't know, Maddie is how old? She's nine. She's nine. <laughs> and what was Maddie's response, uh, Eowyn, when you made a comment about how good-looking Thor was? She didn't say much. I think she, she didn't just say much. Okay. Smiled and was like, you know. Our, I don't have this much of my house, and obviously I have boys, but at nine years old, for girls, are boys icky, or are they, we don't care either way yet? It's hard to tell, because okay. I think society maybe pushes them to grow up faster than, you know, just with yeah. TV and yeah. technology all right. and all that. I, I don't know if she's really interested or not, to be all honest right. with you. That's a great answer. So, so Chris Helmsworth, you would, Ken would be put on hold for a night if uh, Chris Helmsworth was <laughs> that, uh, That's what we got, huh? Okay. Aowen, Aowen you're, you're, you're blushing. <laughs> well, I think he's too young for me. Uh, oh, okay. But, All right. um, okay. but looks wise, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Now, so Ken, you went three for three there with Aowen. Now it's Aowen's turn. She's going to answer these questions after you send me a an answer 
So, okay. Eowyn, here's your first question. No pressure. Who said I love you first? Ooh. Ken's thinking. Eowyn's thinking. Don't answer Eowyn until I tell you I have an answer from Ken. Mm, boy, this is a tough wow. one. All right. Well, you're talking I about didn't it. Mean the like I didn't think they'd get over five years now. Yeah, I, uh, well, okay. And okay. All right. Ken has answered. Eowyn, go ahead. Who said, I love you first? I'm going to say it was him just because I don't think I would say it first, just based on my personality. Okay. That's correct. You are correct. You guys are four for four so far. All right, that you, that one kind of you you look nervous about that one, Aowen. <laughs> All right, here we go. Question number two, Aowen. What is Ken's favorite movie? Ken's favorite movie. You have a look of confidence on your face, there, uh, Aowen. <laughs> I have the answer from Ken. Do you have an answer, Aowen? It can only be the one and only, the Big Lebowski. That is correct. <laughs> Five for five, The Big Lebowski. The reason this is so easy, I think I've watched that movie close <laughs> to 40 times. 40. We have a drawing that we got at an art show of the, the dude. dude. Yeah, of the dude. All right, how do you feel about The Big Lebowski, uh, Eowyn? Is that one of your favorites or not? You, mm. If The Big Lebowski's on, you're in the other room knitting. Is that what it is or what? Mm. I mean, I'll watch it, but not your first choice. Yeah. Okay. All back right, to Thor. Enough. You'll watch. Right. Thor. Yeah, but, but back to Thor. He, every time he watches the Big Lebowski, you say we gotta watch, watch Thor. We gotta watch Thor next. Is that it? Nah, I probably watch some you know deep, dramatic, inspiring movie, not the Big Lebowski, which will only inspire you to drink White Russians. That's true. <laughs> okay. Here is the final question, Eowyn. All right. Oh, my gosh. The pressure. Go. Who is more adventurous? Ken is thinking. Eowyn looks like she's just ready with an answer. But the question is more, will her answer match up with Ken's? Ken says that he has the answer, and now I have the answer. So, Eowyn, what did Ken say as to who in your relationship is the more adventurous, you or him? me wow holy cow well the only thing i can say here is i think you guys should get married in september what do you think <laughs> yeah we'll take that under consideration okay. all right i think that's cool. a great idea okay <laughs> that's incredible our first time out here and uh spouse or stranger you guys are clearly destined more for spouse than stranger so congratulations to both of you now Eowyn. We talked earlier on the show, Ken and I did, about what Valentine's Day might entail. I'm not going to spoil anything, but as far as you're concerned, what will Valentine's Day entail from your end? Mm. <laughs> well, we'll be driving back from Cincinnati. Oh, that's uh, right. Yes. Did, yeah. did I hit you with the hardest question here after the game's over? Is that what happened? Um, <laughs> yeah, Valentine's Day doesn't mean much to me. Okay. okay. So... I don't think we have any special plans. Although I'm off work on Monday, so maybe we'll oh. um, maybe oh. we'll order in some kind of fancy food and drinks or something on. There we go. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations. 
Yes. And uh, way to go, Eowyn. That's that's impressive. Well, I'll, the next time we play this, I'll have to make the questions harder for the two of you because seem to know a little bit about each other. So we'll, we'll make it harder next time. But thank you, and uh, Eowyn, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Ted. Cleveland! This is for you! Ted, another edition of This Week in Cleveland History, February 12th, 1956. I think you just turned six years old, if I'm not mistaken. You're right on the money. Comedian Arsenio Hall is born in Cleveland. He graduated from Warrensville Heights High School and later attended Kent State University from 1989 to 1994 and again from 2013 to 2014. He hosted the Arsenio Hall Show. He continues to perform on stage and film. His latest movie, Coming to America 2, will be released on Prime Video on March 5th. Arsenio Hall, he's certainly found a way to make himself relevant for quite a long time, has he not? Absolutely. And back in the late 80s and early 90s, he was really giving Johnny Carson a run for his money in the late night talk show wars. And, you know, some would suggest that that may have been part of the reason why Carson decided to hang it up. I don't know that that's the case, but Arsenio Hall certainly had a different spin on the late night talk show brand. And his show was the hip new thing at the time. I think some of the stuff that he's, he did before, I think you see a lot of that in a lot of the late night show people. Now I, I would say he could be considered a fire starter with the way he did interviews how he interacted with guests. I mean, obviously, Johnny Carson, a complete classic, but he just did it in a different way. I think it was very exciting for many different people not to see a white man in his upper you know, 30s or 40s or 50s, someone of a different race, someone with diversity, putting on a show. And I think that intrigued a lot of people, and he was very good at it. He was very good at it. And I'm surprised the impact that that show had, it was only on for for five or six years. Yeah, that was surprising. surprising. I I don't know if there was so much competition. I I don't know what it was, but I I mean, I watched the show and I was always entertained every time I watched. Well, now part of the reason why he left in 1994 was to raise his child. Yes. So that was kind of his call. But, you know, he, he did try to make a comeback with the show about 10 years ago and it did not go so well. But, you know, he's still... As you said, still very relevant, still acting, still performing, and still a big part of entertainment. And that movie, uh, Coming to America, and I will watch the second one. Obviously, it's being released on Prime Video uh, coming up in March, but I will watch that. That was some classic stuff with him and Eddie Murphy and all that. Some I'm interested to see that, but uh, what a great artist. He's done some great things. Once again, Arsenio Hall, born on February 12th, 1956. He's from Warrensville Heights High School, went to Kent State, and another Clevelander as we talk about another this week in Cleveland history. Cleveland! This is for you! It's time for a game time segment with our hypnotherapist, Wendy Friesen, and her opponent most recently won Best Dad in Northeast Ohio for Christmas time in 2020, Ted Klopp. Congrats, Ted. Today's game is called, What Year Is This? Uh, This is a game that works. I will give you important events for a specific year. Each of you will need to guess what year these particular events took place. 
There are multiple choice options for each year. Uh, we'll have three sessions of this. Whoever wins two of the three sessions will be the winner. Um, today's winner, just so you guys know, big prize today. You will receive unlimited cardboard from the Cleveland area. You can pick up your prize in any recycling center in the area. Many pieces of cardboard can be found near the recycling bin because many people can't put the cardboard in the bin correctly. So good luck to you, both of you on that great prize. I know you're very excited, Ted. I, I, the boy, yeah, I can see the excitement on Wendy's face. I know she's, she's very excited. Come all the way from Hawaii just to get some cardboard. Session number one, name the year. In this year, the following events happened. Okay. The music group, the Beatles disbanded. Apollo 13 mission to the moon had an accident. Boeing 747 made its first commercial passenger trip to London and the U.S. lowers the voting age to 18. Here are your options. Mm -hmm. Is it 1972, 1974, 1968, or 1970? Wendy, as our guest, you get to guess first. 1968. 1968 is your guess. Ted? Well, I was going to go with the same year, but just to create excitement, <clears throat> because we need some. I'll go with 1970. 1970. Okay, well, the correct answer is actually 1970. Surprisingly. Oh, yes! Yes! So, Ted, you win session number one. I win cardboard. Okay, session number two. In this year, the following events occurred. Live Aid pop concerts in Philadelphia and London raised $50 million for... Famine relief in Ethiopia. Coca-Cola introduced the new Coke, which was oh, probably boy. the worst marketing blunder in history. <laughs> the comic strip Calvin and Hobbes debuts in newspapers. And Route 66, Route 66, whatever you prefer, is removed from the United States highway system. What year did this happen? 1988, 1982, 1985, or 1980? Ted, you get to guess first this session. I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one. And I say that because I was in high school working at a supermarket when New Coke came out. Okay. And the only year that you mentioned that I would have been in high school for would be 1988. Okay. So unless I'm totally wrong on remembering the New Coke that's my basis for choosing that year. So 1988. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying I'm 100% confident. I'm just telling you why I'm thinking that. Okay. Wendy? Okay. What were my other choices? The other yeah. years were 1982, 1985, and 1980. Well, I think it happened much before what Ted is remembering. So um, I'm going to go with 82. 1982. 1982. Okay. Well, actually, the correct answer... Whoa is 1985. Ah. Okay. So Wendy, you had the right thought process just a, a couple <laughs> years off. Ted, you were wrong. Well, yeah. Totally wrong. Mark that down. Okay, we are down to session three. Ted okay. is still up by one. In what year did these events take place? The United Kingdom's Prince Charles and Diana, Princess of Wales, got divorced. eBay and Ask Jeeves started, and over 10 million people started using the internet. The first cloning of a mammal occurred in a sheep called Dolly. 
DVDs are launched in Japan and Mad Cow Disease hit Britain. Here are your multiple choice options. 1992, 1996, 1990, or 1998. Oh, I've got this. Wendy, you are up first. Okay. I started doing hypnotherapy in 1994. In 1995, I was making cassette tapes and selling them. And then 1996 was when DVDs and CDs started barely to be produced. I'm pretty sure. You're going 96. Yes. 96. All Perfect. right. Ted? I'm going to go with 1992. I think it was oh, a little earlier than that. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing. So 92 we'll take. Well, the correct answer and I loved how she broke this down. Yeah. It was actually 1996, so Wendy, you are correct. Score! And the, <laughs> the way this works is any ties go to the guests. So congratulations, yeah, right. you're the winner. <laughs> yes. So That's funny, I had the, my cassette recorder that I had was, and I had a Radio Shack microphone, super cheapy, and then I had this big cassette deck that had two slots, and I would record those cassettes the hypnosis ones, and I couldn't edit them or anything. I had to not make a mistake for 30 minutes. Oh, my God. And then I, I have trouble going without making a mistake for 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to mention your current website? Yeah, um, it's at wendy.com, and it's w-e-n-d-i.com. And what I have on there is hundreds of titles that I've made over the decades and they are all things for healing or for becoming a better golfer or athlete. Things for kids. There's bedtime stories for kids that help them with behavior problems as this wizard takes them on this journey and been miraculous. There's so many topics there that whatever you're suffering with, for a very small amount of money, you can actually solve a problem. And you get instant access to the audios and some of them there's videos and training and stuff. If you want to learn hypnosis, I have a bunch of courses on there that are to learn to be a hypnotist. Maybe wow, Ted awesome. needs to become a hypnotist. Uh, that, uh, well, I, I can think of three little boys that I could try uh, stuff on. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll work on that another time. But uh, Wendy, thank you very much for hypnotizing us and uh, making us jealous of the weather. Thank you for your time and we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys, Ted and Ken. It's been a delight and hope all of your listeners learn to get hypnotized. There's also lots of free stuff at my site too, so you can get started for free. Have you heard about Anchor? I'm not talking about the one for a boat. This is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Down 
download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The most trusted name in journalism, Klops Clips. Here we go with another collection of the clips that Klopp collected. We start, Ken, with testing for COVID-19. It's taking an interesting turn in China. The city of Beijing has introduced anal swabs as part of a test that can detect the virus more accurately. Studies suggest, this is painful just to, to read, studies suggest that the virus lasts longer in that part of the body and that an anal test would be better at identifying the disease. The test is done by inserting a swab about two inches and rotating it. Yeah, boy. You want to talk about, hi, how are you? Meanwhile, Chinese medical leaders are reassuring the public that the anal swab test will not make them waddle like penguins. (laughs) This comes after a viral video showing people waddling out of a hospital after supposedly receiving the test was seen by more than a million people. Investigators say the video, set to a laugh track, is doctored and fake, although they haven't said what the video is actually showing. Waddle <laughs> like a penguin. <laughs> I, that does not seem appealing. And no. when you have a swab that's inserted somewhere for two inches... I, I, I think I'm good. Uh, I'm all about science. Believe me. My sister's a doctor in Seattle. I listen to a lot of different things that she tells me, and I read a lot of articles, but I I don't know about this one. I, I'm. Are you going to get a test like this? No. Nope. I'm good. Yeah, we're good. Staying in China, four men purchased a large crate of oranges during a business trip. When they tried to check the crate for their flight home... The airport said it had cost them about 50 bucks in excess baggage fees. They said that that was more than they could afford. And not wanting to waste the money they spent on the oranges, they decided to eat them. All of them. Right there. The whole crate, about 65 pounds of oranges, consumed in about 30 minutes by these four guys. The men reportedly suffered from mouth ulcers afterward ulcers all right here's one for you okay we've all dealt with this with the airport you can't bring that back you can't bring that on it's above and beyond what you can do that's fine to sit there and eat 65 pounds of oranges hey guys here's one why don't you pass them out to other people in the airport so you don't have to sit there and have a mouth ulcer (laughs) so you don't have to worry about these oranges how about helping others on this one huh wow that's (laughs) That's ridiculous. Uh, How many? What's the most amount of oranges you've ever had in one sitting? Two. I've had two as well. That's it. Yeah. Did you get any mouth ulcers? No. Okay, me neither. Yeah. They deserve that, to be honest. Thanks for checking, though. A Florida man called 911 for a ride home a little after 4 a.m. in a Tampa suburb. A deputy located the man and offered to call him a cab. The guy said he didn't have money started walking again and then he called 911 again oh, try to get a ride again 
The deputy caught up with him while he was still on with 911 and arrested him for misuse of the 911 system. Not surprisingly, police found 22-year-old Matthew Letham had marijuana on him. In his mugshot, you can see he is apparently proud to be from Florida. He has a tattoo of the state smack dab in the middle of his forehead. Well, Ted, sometimes as you've read these stories, I like to make comments. I have nothing to say after this. This in itself, just listen to the story, says all you need to hear. He's got the state of Florida in the middle of his head. No. Enough said. A Kentucky animal shelter has an interesting way to raise money as we head for Valentine's Day. Donors to the Lexington Humane Society can pay 10 bucks to have their ex's name inscribed on the inside of litter boxes to be used by the shelter's cats. The shelter is calling it Retropution. A Facebook post from the shelter states that their cats are more than happy to take a number two on your former number one. The Dumps for the Dumped promotion runs through Friday. Who comes up with this stuff? I mean, actually, I I must say, this is a much different way to raise money, and I, I applaud them for doing that. Obviously, I'm all about animal shelters and helping animals, but retroprucian, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Your old number one's going to get a number two. So do you send a picture of this to the person that dumped you and say, this I is what I thought I of you? I don't know. I'm I, uh, helping you. Well, you. It says they put their name in there. I don't know. I would think a, a photo would be, you know, a little extra special. And then maybe <laughs> maybe take a photo of the cat taking the retroprucian on the picture so that you could maybe post it or share it. With gotta be your former number one. I don't That's know. Unreal. Awesome. A lot of numbers here. I don't know. We'll try to sort it all out as we wrap up this week's collection of Klopp's Clip. All right, Ken, we're wrapping up episode 41 of Two Middle Aged Men in Cleveland. And I have been married long enough, and I think you've been in a relationship long enough that there isn't really anybody that we'd want to take retropution on. <laughs> but I'm sure if we thought for a minute, there's probably somebody in our past somewhere that we, if we needed to, we could make that donation and have somebody's name there. Is that fair to say? I think it's extremely fair to say. I'm not at a point that I could think of anybody right now but if you give me a day i imagine i probably could get somebody on there but uh i like that great fundraiser but yeah i'm i'm i need to find out more information about this more episode. information more information well i hope you and aowen celebrate a wonderful valentine's day and enjoy things now next week on the show cleveland.com indians beat reporter joe noga gonna talk tribe with us and i guess this is the last lead up to a season that we can say we're going to talk tribe. Yeah, I think you're right. We'll I think after this game, that's time next year, right? Yeah, I would think so. They, I think through for the uh, 2022 season, that's going to be a different ma- mascot. I think it's going to be the clops. What I was told. <laughs> the Cleveland clops. That'll be cool. Yeah. The Cleveland clops. It's got a, got a nice ring to it and I can dance to it. I'll give it a seven. Yeah. Considering, I mean, it, it makes sense to me. I mean, you're the doppelganger for oral Hershiser. So there you go. go. Makes Maybe sense. Maybe get Oral to come back and uh, unveil the, the the uniforms. That'd be perfect. I wonder I what it. a uniform. What would the logo be for Cleveland Clops? Is it a giant K? 
That's a that's a good option. Yeah. Okay. A all combination right. of all the different things with that you do with your your children, and then maybe something with Klopp's clips. I don't know. Maybe a goalie mask. Oh, How about that. Okay. Not a bad all move. Right. Well, that's interesting. We'll have to see how that goes. But uh, we'll talk to Joe next week. And probably have some Valentine's Day stories, right? Oh, you know it, Ted. You and I are going to be the most amazing Valentine's Day ever. You know that. Holy cow. It'll take up the whole show. I know it will. Ted, with that, I just want to let everyone know that we're still just two middle-aged men from Cleveland. Two Middle-Aged Men in Cleveland is sponsored by Anchor.fm. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And by Westminster AV, custom audio-visual packages for all occasions.